Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Eight minutes past four o'clock on KDKA. We're joined by an Allegheny Health Network cardiologist to talk about some new research that is out from the American Heart Association at their scientific sessions annual conference. The research is showing that one teaspoon less of salt per day can actually lower your blood pressure just as much as prescribed medications. Dr. Regu Tadakamala joins us right now from Allegheny Health Network. Doctor, thank you very much for being here today. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Rick. So help people to understand, as we sort of get started here, the American Heart Association, this scientific sessions, this annual conference, what are the types of things that are typically discussed at those annual meetings? Is it is it pending research? Is it stuff that's in progress? What, what is discussed there? There's a lot of stuff discussed there, but the stuff that makes the news is what they call late-breaking trials. So these are trials that may not have even been published yet, but people are trying to get advanced word out so that people are aware of them. So we have known the link between salt consumption and hypertension, high blood pressure, for how long? When did, when did that sur- first become sort of accepted as being something that can be problematic for people who have high blood pressure? This has been well-known for a long time, probably 40 or 50 years, so it's nothing new. So this kind of reinforces what we already know and the contribution of salt to high blood pressure and how reducing salt can help with that. So then how is this new, as you said, late-breaking, these trials, how is this new information? Do you see what I'm saying? I mean, if this is something we have known, it would seem to me that we would have known this before now, too. Right. I think what was striking about this study that hasn't really been shown before is how quickly the blood pressure decreased in patients. This was just over treatment of one week in decreasing the salt intake showed a significant reduction in blood pressure. So how do you, as a clinician, convince people to do it? And I realize that's the million-dollar question that people have been trying to figure out for 40 to 50 years as well. How do we get to that point? Yeah. So this study is a little misleading because the salt reduction they incorporated in the study is pretty dramatic. So to give you some scale, the average American eats about one and a half teaspoons of salt a day, just 
It's in the food. It's 80% of it comes from the food already. It's not from the shaker. Anything processed, anything from a restaurant, fast food or fancy food, anything in a can, box, bag, pouch, is going to have sodium or salt in it. So the to- average amount that's consumed is about one and a half teaspoons. So in this study, they reduced that amount by one teaspoon. So from one and a half teaspoons to half a teaspoon. So that's mm-hmm. a dramatic reduction in sodium. 67% reduction, right. Yeah, so that would be almost impossible for most of our listeners to do. You'd have to basically make all your food from scratch and be really careful about how you did it. And for the first couple of weeks, stuff would taste pretty bad. Uh, But the one thing we know about salt reduction is that after a few weeks, your taste buds adapt and stuff starts to taste better again. So when we look at this type of research, if I mean, if, if your first look at it says, well, wait a second, if the average is one and a half and we're going to reduce it by a factor of 67 percent, that's not realistic. Why would it have been done that way? Is, is it simply a matter that you have to start somewhere in doing basic science to, to figure out the correlation? Is that why they do it that way? Yeah, I don't know exactly why they did it. We know in the past that reducing salt intake lowers the blood pressure and uh, you can reduce it by a significant amount so for example in this trial the reduction was about eight eight millimeters of mercury so what we know with the medications is that any medication at maximum dose you'd expect maybe a 10 millimeter reduction in mercury if you're lucky depending on the patient maybe a little more 12 or 15 millimeters reduction so salt reduction in in this manner can certainly decrease uh, blood pressure by the equivalent of one medication at maximum dose. So and what, it can do it pretty quickly was what, what the study showed. And this is looking at the systolic, which is the top number, if you think, 130 over 80 or 120 over 78, right? This is a systolic number you're talking about reducing by 8 millimeters or 10 millimeters. Correct. A good mnemonic for that is systolic for sun, so that's the high number, the upper number, and diastolic for down which is the lower number. Got it. So of those two numbers, is the systolic the one that people need to be more concerned about? Both have obviously important values, but is one more critical to pay attention to? Yeah, that that thinking has changed over the years. Now we recognize both numbers are important. What we do see is a pattern. Patients who are younger, patients in their 30s and 40s, tend to have problems more with the bottom number being higher than recommended. Mm. And then once people get into their 50s, it can be both the top number and the bottom number that high that are too high. And then once people are older in the 60s, 70s, 80s, it's generally just the top number that's elevated, and then the bottom number actually can sometimes decrease over time. Let me see if I can remember this from, from my, my training here, which is not in science, but systolic is basically the pressure that it's going out of the heart, and on the other side, the diastolic is how it's going back to the heart. Is that correct? Systolic is the pressure when the heart squeezes, pumping the blood into the arteries and increasing the pressure. And then the diastolic is when the heart relaxes and the blood pressure dips down right before the next heartbeat. Before the next beat. Okay. So then this salt number here, even though we may not be able to reduce it by the amount they're talking about in this study, it mm-hmm. it still shows that that reduction can have a significant change and very, very quickly. I think that's probably a big key takeaway to this study, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think we don't expect patients to starve themselves or eat entirely bland food. 
but we entire we you know we think it's helpful for uh, patients to decrease the amount of sodium intake, eat less processed food, eat out less. And the other thing people can do is the um, it increases potassium intake. Potassium offsets sodium and works against sodium. And potassium is found in fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, lean meats, low-fat dairy like yogurt and low-fat milk. And that can help reduce the blood pressure by eating those uh, foods. So the last question I have for you is what about those people who have a family history of hypertension, those people that, that blood pressure tends to run in their family? And I don't want to say it's independent of diet, but that number is going to be high. Does findings like this help you as a clinician in, in, in those cases? Yeah, absolutely. So one thing I always say is genetics runs in families, but so do eating habits. So, so that may be a significant component of it. We also know some people, in addition to eating higher amounts of salt, their body may be more responsive to salt. So we see some people who it's an interplay of genetics and diet, uh, where the two together can increase the blood pressure. So even if you do have genetics increasing the blood pressure, that doesn't mean you can't decrease it with healthy lifestyle and lower sodium. You can still get it down by those methods. So what should our takeaway be from the findings of this American Heart Association's uh, scientific session? Eat less salt, eat more vegetables, um, eat less processed foods. Um, It's not easy, but it's worthwhile. We know that high blood pressure is a leading cause of heart attacks, strokes, kidney disease, people ending up on dialysis, and uh, controlling it's very important. Dr. Raghu Tadakamala joining us here from Allegheny Health Network, a cardiologist with AHN, talking about recent findings from the American Heart Association. Raghu, thank you very much for being here. Thank you so much. Yep, always good to hear from him and always good to go to the experts and find out from those who are in the field what it all means. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.